AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today first scaled the charts with his band Glass Animals in 2014 with their platinum track, Gooey, a delectable pop confection that blends electro-instrumentation with R&B rhythmic sensibilities. They followed it up with further hits like Life Itself and Youth. Then an accident brought the music to a sudden and terrifying halt. Drummer Joe Seward was struck by a truck as he rode his bicycle, requiring a lengthy period of rehabilitation. As Seward recovered, my guest underwent a creative reset. He began writing and producing for other artists, and he began to look inward. The result is Dreamland, his most personal and vulnerable work to date, crammed with references to his 90s childhood and the sometimes painful lessons of adolescence. Released last August, the album features the global smash Heat Waves, it's a deceptively mournful earworm, steeped in isolation, loneliness, and the longing for a lost loved one. The song has been remixed a number of times by the likes of Diplo, Oliver Heldens, Sonny Federa, Written, and most recently, Ian Dior. I'm so happy to welcome the lead singer and composer of Glass Animals, Dave Bailey. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness, so much to ask you about. First off, Heat Waves is blowing up around the world. Did you have any indication when you were writing it that it would resonate in such a big way? You can never really aim for it. I feel like when you sit down to write a song, you really have no idea what is going to come out. It's like I always use the fishing analogy. You might have heard it before, but it's a bit like fishing. You just kind of throw your rod in and 
normally you catch weeds <laughs> all to eat or something but heat waves it, it just it kind of just jumped in the boat and i was like oh that's actually quite a nice fish <laughs> and i actually tried to give it to someone else i was right i was writing for someone else's record for a little bit around that time and i tried to give it to them and they didn't want it so <laughs> <laughs> in time to write the glass animals album i uh i kind of went through a, lot, a bunch of old tracks and i found i found this and i was like oh i actually quite like that it's good and the song is a kind of a unique part of its genesis, one that I can't really think of for any other top 40 song, wherein I think Johnny Depp was the first person on the planet besides you to hear it. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. Through absolutely, it's completely unintentional in every way. I was just in the studio, very, very, it's a big studio complex in North London. There are like five rooms in this, in this complex. And I was there really late at night and I thought I was alone. And I was just listening. I think I'd finished the song at that point, basically. It came together really quickly in about an, an hour. And I was listening, doing kind of last final playback and blasting it. And the song finished. And I had someone tinkering on a piano behind me. And it really scared me because I thought I was alone. And <laughs> turned around and there was just some long hair kind of drooping over the piano. And I was like, who, who are you? And they turned around and it was... It was Johnny Depp. So crazy, yeah. That I, he was with another artist in another studio, I think, assumingly making some music, and he got lost on the way to the toilet. Is it going to give you like PTSD or something? Every time you think you're alone, you check over your shoulder and make sure Johnny Depp's like not just there. I do that now. I actually, I'm so tempted to just like get a mirror. Right. <laughs> oh, that'd be so. No, I couldn't look at myself while I'm making music. That'd freak me out. You said the song came together in like an hour. Is that, I mean, usually we hear about songs that have been lavished over for months and months. Do you find that the best songs come, come quickly? I, I do. I feel like at least all of the ideas come quickly and then sometimes you have to sieve through. The, mm. if, if you start with something that has potential, like some chords that really have, ten, I think you know they have potential and you know that they're good because loads of other ideas just start coming all the vocal lines, they just end up kind of coming coming out. They write themselves and then the drums happen and the bass happen and it all just flows out. Sometimes you end up with way too much stuff. And I feel like that's when it can take a long time to write a song. Where either when you're like missing one thing that you just can't work out or you have so much stuff that you have to sieve through it for like, uh. to find out which elements and which about kind of subtractive in a weird way. Uh, but this one just kind of happened and if everything just fit. It was, it was very lucky. What was that old quote? Somebody was talking to a sculptor. A very, it might have been Rodin or something, and said, "How do you, how do you do that? How do you take, you know, how do you get a beautiful human form from this big block of of marble?" And I think he said, "I think it was him. Might have been somebody else." Said, "I just take away everything that doesn't look like a person." <laughs> and of course, to him, that made total sense. But to the rest of us, it's uh, it's magic. Yeah, basically, I feel like writing songs can work. Both ways, either you kind of throw everything at it and you end up with a big block of marble that you, that you then have to chip away at until it resembles a song, or you're just kind of delicately balancing things. And I feel like with Heat Waves, I was delicately balancing, and then it just like an hour later, I sat back and I was like, oh wow, everything's balanced. That's so crazy. So much of the song deals with isolation and disconnection and, and, and loneliness in a lot of ways. How much of the track was influenced by, by the pandemic lockdown at a time when, you know, we're all sort of feeling this way? It was pre-pandemic. I, I read it pre-pandemic. It just happened to come at a time when I, like our drummer basically had this terrible, terrible accident. And I, th I think this, I, I kind of ended up finishing this song in the, in the wake of, of that. And there's also, I, I lost someone very close to me in, in 
their birthdays in June. So every time that their birthday starts arriving, I start to feel this really like, I don't know. And I lock myself, I basically kind of hide away <laughs> for a bit. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I was, because my drummer had this, this accident, we'd kind of stopped touring and um, I was feeling this kind of strange sentimental way because of the memory of my friend. I, I think I ended up in a weirdly similar state to how a lot of people were feeling during the pandemic. I noticed mm. everybody was just digging up memories, digging up the past and being really nostalgic. And my brain was just in that place when, when writing this song. But I guess a year before, the, maybe a year and a bit before the pandemic actually happened. You mentioned your drummer, Joe Seward's accent. How, how's he doing now? Is he, he's, sounds like he's very much on the mend. Yeah, sorry, I should always, <laughs> I always forget to, to say that, but he's, he's doing incredibly, incredibly well. He's back in the, dr- the drums again. We've played a lot of shows, and he's a better drummer than ever before, I think. He's, he was so determined to get back on the drum kit. I remember he sent me the, a video of him getting back on the drum kit for the first time after not being able to walk and talk. It had taken him a long time. He sent that video over and I just like cried. It was, oh, it was magical. That is wonderful. Because I mean, you have a background in, in neuroscience. So you were uniquely, you know, perched to, to, to know what kind of long road he was facing. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty, it was horrifying when he was in the, in the studio, in the hospital. Sorry, I went, to, I went to visit him. He had the accident in Ireland and I just got on the first flight that I could as soon as I heard about it and went over there and seeing him and seeing as a neuroscientist, having done some neuroscience and then knowing how bad it could have been and where he is now, it's just, it's actually a miracle. <laughs> that is, that is wonderful. That's, that's so good to hear. And I mean, it's, it, it has to be gratifying in some ways for you with a song that came from such a personal place for you is being received. Tens, hundreds of millions of people listening to the song right now that came from such a, I guess I'll say a dark moment for you. That has to to feel good. I mean, kind of a making lemonade out of lemons situation, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It did come from a dark moment, but I guess I was trying to. I was trying to see a kind of an optimism. I always try optimism in there if it's a if it's a dark song. And I'd find when the pandemic came, I found myself in a really similar headspace to that. It was it was it was tough over here. I'm sure it was the same in America, but over here, lockdown was tough, and it was tight and a lot of people struggled and then uh we needed that uh, the kind of i don't know i felt myself listening to a lot of songs that had that they were kind of sad songs but had an optimism in there a bit of hope it's funny i during the last 18 months of the whole lockdown i found myself listening to things that i haven't listened to since i was in high school in the early 2000s i mean just musical comfort food you know what i mean have you been that way absolutely with everything with my actual food as well yeah. <laughs> My mum used to cook. I was eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches again. I was watching The Karate Kid again. I was watching all these movies and shows that I grew up with, eating the food that I grew up with. And yeah, I, I think it's when you can't go out and create new memories, you start like reliving the old ones. Yeah. That's the only thing I, that's the only explanation I had for it. But I noticed it in everybody I knew, all my friends, sending me old records that they used to listen to and old, like, old films to watch and things. It was great. And I got a lot of those references. I think I even picked up a, a Dunkaroos reference in uh, in the new album Dreamland, which came out last year. A lot of outlets have referred to the album as your memoir. I think the Even Evening Standard, the London Evening Standard, uh, had that in in the headline. What do you think of that categorization? That's not. I never really. I guess I didn't really think about it like that when I was writing it. But also, my memoir is a bit thin. I don't think <laughs> 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 you write a memoir when you're like. 
80 and you've like lived and have some actual perspective. But this, I, I think this album's less like, I don't really know if it comes to any conclusions. I guess it's just rather than a memoir, it's more just like diving headfirst into the past and not <laughs> just appreciating that it's okay to not know diving into it. I feel like in a memoir, you'd have some kind of conclusion about your life. I, there's no conclusions in this record. It's just uh, embracing the f- the fact that it's okay to be confused and not know answers. I was going to say, I got a lot of messages of acceptance in uh, in the songs, I feel like. Yeah, it's acceptance and just, I, again, writing that, like, not not knowing the answer and just kind of being okay with that. I, th- I think growing up, I, gr- I grew up in Texas and there's, there's a lot of, as a boy growing up in Texas, there are a lot of things that you're kind of expected to do. And I never fit into any of those categories. I was never, you know, I never played sports. I was quite small and I never really did the things that they thought I should do at school and never fit in for that reason. And this, this, I guess there's a sense of me just being like, that's actually what makes us all our own people. <laughs> it's not, not necessarily fitting in doing your own, doing your own thing. And that's, that's actually good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's, that's such an important message to get out there. And I think that we need to get to, to people earlier in their lives too, to really, because I feel like there's a point in so many kids' lives when they're told, okay, you know, put the guitar down, put put the, you know, paintbrush down or whatever, get serious, as opposed to just letting them sort of sort of be. And, and I know that the name of the album, Dreamland, was taken for something a teacher actually said to you, right? Yeah, yeah, it kind of, it kind of directly references that. It was my teacher. I think she was my social studies teacher. She was amazing. I actually really loved her as a teacher. She was amazing. And she used to just snap her fingers and say, Dave, pay attention. Like, you're in dreamland again. You're in dream- I need you to focus. And that's, it stuck with me my whole life. I was always drifting off. I'd always, always catch myself going into, into dreamland until this very day. I, it's healthy. I was going to say, you say that like it's a bad thing. No, I know. I think it's a great thing to do. It's been particularly helpful, like, making music. You touched us a little bit earlier with, with the, the, the genesis of, of Heat Waves, but your prior album, How to Be a Human Being, was, was almost like a series of short stories like from a fiction writer. A lot of character studies in the songs. What was the catalyst for sort of this, this more autobiographical, you know, memoir shift? Was it just, just sort of the, the, you know, looking inward, like you mentioned earlier, or was there, was that a, an avenue that you wanted to go towards in your music and you wanted to sort of build up confidence by writing about other people first and then tackling what was inside? Uh, no, I've never really wanted to write about myself, but just I kind of started doing it because I was writing songs for other people. That's really easy to write about yourself or like a personal story because you're not singing it. No one actually applies it to you and you can, you can tell all your greatest secrets. Uh, that, that's kind of what started it and then there was a song I think the first time I did it in a Glass Animals song was there's a song called Agnes on the end of album two the end of that process that writing that album and I actually didn't want it was too personal for me I didn't want to put it on the album but the, the Joe actually our drummer convinced, convinced me to and we did it and the response from fans to that song was like absolutely life changing it was a re- it was a really hard thing to write about but then the like people i don't know right? we got like letters from fans saying that song really spoke to them more so than any other song we'd ever released and it re- that really meant a lot to me that if you can write something so personal and be so honest in a song and it affects people like that maybe it's it's okay to try it again and i get, i guess i also realized that a lot of my favorite songs and favorite songwriters in the past that is that's what they did they they wrote really personal things and people it made them feel like those songs made me feel less alone when I was feeling strange I would listen to the Beach Boys I would listen to I don't know Otis Red I'd listen to my favorite songs and feel comfortable like some like these are my heroes and they they're feeling a bit out of sorts they're feeling strange so it's okay it kind of justifies the way that that you're feeling and I just I thought maybe maybe I could do that for one person maybe it sounds like a lot more than one person. You you set me up perfectly to talk about. I'm almost embarrassed to bring this album up because I feel like I mentioned it in every single episode. It is one of my my favorite pieces of music of all time. Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. Uh, head Beach Boy Brian Wilson's meditation on his past and growing up and all those life moments. I get the feeling that Dreamland is sort of your Pet Sounds. In a way, yeah. That album was hugely influential on on this one. As if you can hear it in the in a lot of the sounds, and I, I actually went out and got a lot of the instruments and preamps, and like I've got racks of gear here that I, I went out and found the stuff that the Beach Boys used uh, and the Beatles, and also my favorite like uh, more modern record producers, a lot of 
amazing hip-hop producers they went out and sourced their samplers and and stuff like that but yeah a lot of the guitars and uh there's a mellotron here which is a kind of keyboard that the beach boys and the beatles used a lot yeah one of my favorite records top certainly probably my favorite record of all time top three for sure I was just invited on a podcast called My Favorite Album, and that was the one I spoke up for about an hour all about why I love Pet Sounds so much. So it's very fresh on my mind. Uh, wow, what other? I mean, this is total gear nerd stuff. You have a Mellotron, that's amazing. What other kind of stuff do you have? What have I got? I mean, I've got, uh, you'll have to come over for a tour one day, but I've got a lot of older guitars i've got a hofner 500 which is like the very classic <laughs> paul mccartney bass it's beautiful oh man i used one of those until i made the switch to a rickenbacker bass like he did on revolver because i wanted a little heavier uh, i wish i could tell you more because i've just i've just done a I've, I've been using a rickenbacker lately that's all i'll say oh any 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 more on that or all i can say that's all i can say i've been using one quite a lot and it sounds it sounds cool <laughs> Maybe it's something people will hear at some point. I was going to say, I can't wait to hear it. I'm sure I will very soon. It's, it's, I mean, that's a great bass guitar. But yeah, I've, I've got a lot of old instruments and a lot of old synthesizers here that really are just the classic, yeah, those cl- classic sounds of that era. That's what I love so much about your music. I mean, you use these, you know, Mellotrons and Neve compressors and vintage drum machines to make something that, you know, all these, these vintage pieces from 50, 60 years ago that make sounds that something like Timberland or Dr. Dre would make. And it gets this, such a really unique blend, really unique sound. I mean, that, that was exactly the idea, is because I, I was trying to kind of take all of my favorite records from growing up and just use them. So yeah, I was recording a lot of those Beatles and Beach Boys instruments through the, the samplers that Dr. Dre and Timbaland might have used and chop it, basically chopping them up. So I, I think that kind of lends, yeah, it takes those older instruments and brings, the, brings a little bit more of a modern chopped sound to them. And then I was doing the opposite. I was re-recording those samplers and those drums that Timbaland and Dr. Dre might have used through all these old preamps old tube amps that, yeah yeah that they used in the 60s i read that you you write the majority of uh, of your songs on uh, on your first guitar an old classical guitar with nylon strings is that true that is true my dog is <laughs> you can probably hear my dog going absolutely crazy hold on what's up woody oh he's biting it's chewing his own tail so it's, it's not me growling it's a it's a small tiny little dog but yeah i have it here oh man it never leaves my side really i write everything on it and if if a song works on that and voice together you, yeah you're golden you want that skeleton and backbone of the song to be as strong as possible and then you can start adding all the big drums and little drums and the bass and the production details but really you need that you need the melody and the chords to just be solid as a rock before you start doing that i think that's such a great technique. I think I read that. I think it was David Bowie would write some a lot of his early stuff, pre-Hunky Dory stuff on this old, beat-up acoustic 12-string. And people would say, you know, you can get you a better guitar. I said, no, if I can make it sound good on this, it'll sound good on, on anything. Absolutely, yeah. That was, like, that was also what Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, used to He used to write all of those huge riffs on a guitar like this one. This is like a really... What?! Kind of rubbish classical guitar, and he was like, "Look, if it sounds heavy on this little dinky guitar here, what it's going to sound like when I've got it going through my through my amps with my electric." And he was totally right. Those those riffs are absolute monsters. 
Have you been been feeling productive musically during uh, during the last eighteen months during during lockdown? I have, yeah. The, uh, I guess we released the album. Wow, uh, nearly a year ago. That has gone so quick, weirdly quickly. Yeah. It's time. It's a time warp of the pandemic is really yeah. Anyway, we released the album almost a year ago, so it was, there was a lot of yeah album launch stuff happening for about six seven months after that. And I feel like the last couple of months, I've gotten to get gotten to make some music again. Not necessarily Glass Animal stuff. Quite a lot for some other projects. Working with some, I feel so lucky to get to work with some really incredible, incredible people. And I've been doing doing a lot of that. Any uh, names you're able to share at this point, or not quite? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm so excited for people to hear it. I feel very, very lucky. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. How often do you write? Is it is it a daily practice? Like some people run every day or do yoga every day, or is it just when you have, you feel that you have something something to say, something to put out there? I wish I I could do it every day. There there are the commitments around just being in. Yeah. You, you know, there's touring. There's a lot of setup for that. There's doing 
the artwork for stuff. It's it's, it's quite a lot doing a like a Glass Animals record because there's like artwork, there's promo, there's touring, there's there's a lot of stuff around it, and I enjoy it all. But so, there are some days where I'm like, oh god, I feel like I feel like writing today, and you can't because I'm in a tour bus. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love I love touring. I have a lot of fun doing it. But I uh, I do I I need to find more time to write. That's all. I mean, it must have been difficult to release such a you know highly personal album in the midst of a p- pandemic when you when promoting it's obviously a challenge. Was it like throwing your baby off a cliff or something? I mean, you really must have had to get really creative with all the different ways to promote it while you know not leaving your home and your fans not leaving theirs. That was tough that was really 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 hard it, and an album is like it's exactly the analogy i always use it's an album is like your baby and you want your baby i, I don't actually have kids so i don't know if you, do, you want your kid to have the best shot the best chance and to do well and to be happy and make friends and i guess we we wanted that for this album we it was scary we had conversations with our team and our managers that were like they were basically like look put the album out and then just start writing your next one you might just have to write this one off it was scary and it felt i i was so reluctant i was like no way this is my child i'm gonna do everything so we just cranked it up we did everything we could all the creative things that we could possibly imagine to try and replace that void that is touring and you know running around the world doing promo and and that stuff then you had uh, fan remix competitions. That must have been really cool for you to hear what people would do with, with your songs and hearing your own music fresh again. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess touring normally gives you this like back and forth. You know, you're playing something to someone, they're singing it back, and you get this nice back and forth, and you feed off each other's energy. And then the show, hopefully, is you get like a bit of magic, and everyone's on this like wavelength. It's really nice. And the remix competition was just something. It was like this idea thought it would be an interesting way to try and get a little bit of that back and forth that you can get at a live show. So you give, we gave people the stems and all the parts we used to make the songs and people started putting them back together in their own way. And it was so, I mean, some of the remixes are better than the original as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it, it was so nice to see that. And I love some of the new remixes you have now. Oliver Malcolm on Tokyo Drifting and Brie Runaway on Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. There's a name for my childhood. My God, I saw that that song title. I was like, oh my God, yes. It's a brilliant show. It's a brilliant show. It's a brilliant song. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, the Brie Run with Brie is like one of my favorite new... She's not a new artist per se, but I've discovered her relatively recently and she's absolutely one of my favorites. She's incredible. She's crushed it. Speaking of, of getting creative, I, I wanted to ask you about the, the uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast video. For, for those who haven't seen it, it's kind of like a game of The Sims that's been hacked. And all, all the characters are, are, are Dave running around, sometimes naked, sometimes not, dancing. How, how did this come about? It's, I've never seen a video like this in my life. Well, I used to not really like making music videos. They always kind of scared me. And I never liked being in them. They always really freaked me out. But then, yeah, the pandemic happened. I was like, look, we've got to get super... This is how people are going to be digesting the music. They're going to be watching the video. They can't come see us live. This is the way that that people might get some context around the song. So we've got... We just started thinking extra hard. But everyone was locked down in England. We were allowed out for, I think, like an hour a day for exercise at that point. And we had to make music videos like this. Like, so we had to get like super crazy creative. I made a music video in my kitchen. I made a music video 
on the street outside my house for heat waves whereas I like went and put little notices through everyone's mailboxes saying like look I'm going to walk down the street at seven o'clock tonight will you just film me out your window on your phone and then upload it to this Dropbox and that that worked and then this one um, the director is a friend of mine Max is a genius was like look you come to the park near my house that I can see through my window. I'll use a camera that I have with a super, super long lens and film you. And then I'm going to multiply you like you were in a computer game. And it worked so well because the lyrics reference like Grand Theft Auto and James Double. I don't know if you ever played the N64, but there's GoldenEye. I have one hooked up on my TV right now. The GoldenEye and Mario Kart are the only two games I have. Same, genuinely the same. The, the, the best ones. Yeah, oh, yeah. But he just took that to another level. <laughs> um, and he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the freakiest thing that I can. <laughs> and he, he definitely did it. It was genius. It is. It is really incredible. Definitely, definitely something to see. You recently performed in front of real live human beings at the the Billboard Music Awards. How is it being? back out there i mean how, how is it like actually performing for people again uh scary really I get, I get a little bit nervous always before going on stage i'm not a natural i'm quite shy naturally i get a little bit nervous before shows in in general and that is shocking to hear look watching that performance i distinctly thought my god it was, it was like a swan coming in for landing it was just effortless oh i was <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> I usually get nervous for like the first minute or something, and then it's then you're kind of in, and it's okay. You're like, oh, okay, we're doing this, uh, <laughs> and you just ride, you just go and do it and finish it, and it was it was fun. By the end of it, I was really enjoying it, but the first minute, yeah, it was pretty. I was pretty scared. And you got the uh, the tour announced for I think in August. I mean, that's got to be great, just to you know to have the crowd singing your song back at you. You know, it, it's got to be unique for you because it's not like you're going out there with a new song to play for the first time to the crowd. You go out there and it's already a hit, so everybody already knows it from the get go. That's got to be cool. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be. I th I think it's gonna be absolutely euphoric for so many reasons. Like, it's so strange to have had. I don't know, just, just not play these songs at all yet. And I think also because Joe coming back on the drums and playing like big shows for the first time since he's had his accident, the combination of that and live music coming back for the first time and having not been able to play these songs yet and the album having been out for a year is all just going to culminate in this. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I am so excited. Can't wait to see Glass Animals out there again soon. It's going to be wicked. Please come whenever, uh, whenever you can, whenever we get over. I think we're, when do we head out? end of august we head out to the states oh absolutely how old he's a year and a bit yeah he's he's still kind of yeah he's an adult really he knows he's growling into the microphone right now <laughs> i don't know what's up with him he just woke up from a nap that's why it's so funny. I've, I've been completely apathetic to dogs my whole life in the past 18 months. I don't know if it was the pandemic or what. I've become absolutely, I, I, I want a dog so bad. I don't think I can in my apartment. I don't think they'll let me, but I'm absolutely, I'm the kind of guy that like stops on the street and like elbows my girlfriend. Says, oh my God, look at that one. Look at that tiny one. Look at that Frenchie. Look at oh, I've, I've always been a little bit like that. I've always loved them, but I didn't think, I've never had a dog before. It was my Really? And I didn't think I would be as like besotted as I as I am with him. I, I'm in love. It's weird. How did you land on uh, on that for a name? Woody, uh, Toy Story. 
Oh yeah. I'm a massive Toy Story fan. It was I I think the soundtrack is sensational. I've loved it for that reason my whole life since I first saw it when I was a kid and um it also means that I can now get another dog called Buzz. I was going to say it's been a pleasure talking to you. My last question before I let you go. Has there been a silver lining of this last year for you? Or a year and a half now, I should say. Whoa. I mean, I got a dog. That is amazing. That is, the silver, that is one silver lining. But I think it made me feel incredibly, incredibly, incredibly lucky and thankful to, have, to be able to do this. So there was a moment, really, where I thought it was all going away. I, th- yeah. I thought, if we can't do any touring like how can we i'm not sure we can survive as a as a band this might be done this really might be done and luckily very luckily the album did okay and we're able to come back and do it It just made me so thankful for the people who made that possible was everyone everyone who listens to the the music and has honestly that's that's what gets me up in the morning is seeing what how people have like reacted to the music and the artwork that people have made around it it's this year has made me feel incredibly thankful and, and lucky for, for all of those people. Sir, thank you so much for your time today. Your music has been a real pleasure. No, thanks for, thanks for having me on. It was a real treat to speak to you. Of course. And Woody, it was great to, to have you as a cameo on here. He's, he keeps yawning. I think he's, he thinks I'm boring. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.